What's up, everybody? Welcome back for episode 208 of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams. I am here, as always, with my co-host, Randy Hall. Randy, how you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be sitting down after a very, very long day of lacrosse. Were you playing lacrosse? Nope. Just just watching and keeping time, man. Just <laughs> That's probably even worse. Hey, you know exactly how this is. We are both intramural supervisors. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what I did today. <laughs> man, I miss intramurals. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you click that subscribe. Follow us on socials, mainly Twitter, at the Cut FFL. And we're still looking for some five-star ratings. Uh, I don't know if you guys that are friends with me on Snapchat caught my story earlier this week, but we were in the top 50 of fantasy football podcasts, uh, which is a pretty big deal. That's that's pretty high. It's by far the highest we've ever been. So those five-star ratings definitely help get us there. Uh, so if you want to go drop a five-star, we would greatly appreciate it. Today, we are going to be talking everything NFL free agency. We've talked about that a little bit with our team-specific episodes, but today we're really going to hammer out where we think these guys could land. Uh, we're sticking to the fantasy-relevant uh, uh, positions. That's that word. Uh, so quarterback, <laughs> running back, wide receiver, tight end. Uh, and I'll be quite honest, when we get to tight end, it's going to be a very short list. Um, As it always is with tight end with us. Exactly. <laughs> Especially if you type out the show down. Uh, yep. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's talk NFL free agency. We're going to get right into the quarterbacks. And the one that I feel like is the topic of discussion quite often, and especially right now with a lot of the rumors flying, we're going to be talking about Tom Brady. Now, there are a few different options for him. I know the Las Vegas Raiders were tossed around. We actually don't have that on our our list here, but I did want to mention it because I think that it's possible. Yeah, there's a chance. I mean, he likes that area. It's the same reason the Chargers were possible, but then you look at their offensive line, you're like, man, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's not happening right um, it, realistically the other team that could be on here is the colts too i think the raiders and colts probably are the best o-lines out of any team that we really are going to talk about here and that'd be the only reason he could really leave i mean <laughs> let's be real yeah. yeah so i we also have the the titans on here um I think the Titans, while they're probably going to lose Jack Conklin in free agency, they're going to fill that hole and they're going to have a pretty good offensive line. And realistically, I, we're both pretty big Tannehill fans as of uh, 2019. What he did in 2019 was great, but Tom Brady's still probably better. Uh, it's not a probably. He's well, better. <laughs> the, the only, the only uh, controversy would be if he can necessarily he, hit that deep deep throw to AJ Brown. Right. Uh, but I mean we're not we're not discussing if he's better than six for seven for seventy yards. I'm not discussing that. <laughs> That's probably fair. Uh so the one that we actually have highlighted, uh Randy made sure to highlight it. The New England Patriots make the most sense if Tom Brady is gonna come back and play football in twenty twenty. Um I think it's Patriots or retire Personally, I know he's been saying, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. 
But Tom Brady likes to play with the media a little bit. And I think that <laughs> there is a very good chance that he just says, all right, never mind. I'm going to retire. But if he does come back, the Patriots make the most sense. I think it depends on what happens with Thune, uh personally, which <laughs> which makes me regret the highlight because Thuni <laughs> is gone. Yep. Yeah, it, it does not look good. Um, I think that if they're able to put some other pieces around him, if they commit to finding some more weapons, I think that Tom Brady returns to the Patriots. Yeah, I, I think that's the best option for his career in the long term. Long term, it's just trying to learn a whole new system. Obviously, Brady's amazing, but he's not young. You're trying to learn a whole new system with whole new players, which he has to get used to new players every year in New England. Why would you want to do that as well as learn a new system? So, right. Well, speaking of not young, uh, <laughs> our second quarterback on this list is Philip Rivers. Um, it's pretty clear that he's not going back to LA and yeah. <laughs> in, in, in that aspect, I think there's really one spot that actually makes sense. And we've already touched on them. It's the Indianapolis Colts. We've also got the bucks on here. I think that Philip rivers should retire. I think he's, uh, at the Peyton Manning end of his career. Not, I'm not saying Philip rivers is Peyton Manning. Don't get me wrong, but Peyton in his last year looked like Philip rivers last year in 2019. Um, I think that his arm talent's going a little bit, but if there's a team that he fits into, it's the Colts because they have decent pieces on the offensive line, but they also have decent weapons for him. Um, and I think they're going to commit to getting better. What do you think, Randy? They're also in a draft position where they could get more weapons for him. So I, I just don't understand the infatuations from the Colts here. Really, I mean, did they watch the same rivers as we did? Because right, I I don't I can't honestly sit here with a straight face. Career wise, obviously he's better than Brissett. Right now, I don't think he is, or at least it's not a step up. And that's and that's the whole thing with free agency in the draft is if you're readdressing a position that you have a player, it's to get a step up. Where you don't want to take a lateral move to get a guy that's. T- it feels like twice the age. And I mean, <laughs> I, I, I want Rivers to retire. And it's kind of the same thing as Eli. I mean, why why are you going to possibly be a backup after such a legendary career, really? I mean, Rivers has done pretty much it all except winning a Super Bowl. Yep. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, Philip Rivers in his heyday was awesome. Uh, but like you said, I think he's, I don't think he's a step up at all. From Brissett, I think they're actually pretty equal. I think Brissett is younger and more mobile, and I think that would give him the nod, actually. So I don't get it. And and I do want to point out that Brissett actually had a very good start to the year when he had people that were, you know, on the freaking field. Yep. I mean, T.Y. Hilton went down, Campbell went down, Marlon Mack went down for some time. I mean, yep. we're just we're just tacking off the list, and he's top targets, Chester Rogers, and. Are we surprised that Brissett not a, I mean, it's not like he's not a God. I mean, was I think Mahomes maybe could have done something, but I don't think he'd be MVP. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Very valid points. I think Philip Rivers should retire. Just call it. Uh, another guy that said he's not retiring, Drew Brees. Uh, I don't know why we're talking about him because he's a New Orleans Saint. I mean, 
I think we just technically typed out the free agent quarterbacks here. And <laughs> Drew Brees yes. was the same. I, I, yeah, there's no other way he goes anywhere else. I think a good, the only reason that's good to talk about this is we actually also have the other two Saints quote-unquote quarterbacks. And <laughs> Drew Brees going back means one or both of them is gone. Yeah, yeah, I think one is gone. You know what? I think there's a shot that Teddy takes a a weird deal where you can kind of structure it to where he's not getting paid a bunch on this year's cap, but it's backloaded. That would be the most team-friendly deal that we will have ever and will ever see in the NFL. Yeah, and, and there's also a chance that the NFLPA wouldn't allow him to take a contract like that because yeah, they do want they want quarterbacks to set the precedence. Yeah, and and I don't actually know that that's a legal contract that you can have in the NFL. <laughs> there's parameters, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, we're we're not saying it's going to be one million this year, but it, I mean, maybe they could get away with fifteen. Yeah, and but like even thirty-two then, next year. I don't know if you can do that kind of leap. No, <laughs> and fifteen's like the lowest they could do to keep him. I'd say, and that's with a lot of promises in there. Yeah, that's it's tough, but with Breeze returning for seemingly one year, it doesn't make sense to let Teddy walk. Uh, and they just put a first-round tender on Taysom, so, so he's not going. He's yeah, so Taysom's going to be there. Although I think Taysom commands a lot less money than Teddy Bridgewater, I just I wonder what Bridgewater's feelings are toward the Saints since they're the ones that gave him a second chance and he really took advantage of it when Breeze went down this past year. Yeah, and I will. I guess we'll skip to him next, anyways, because of this. Um, mm-hmm. There's kind of like a quote-unquote verbal agreement last year that he was going to be a Dolphin which he backed out on to return to the Saints for a little bit less money, but not that much less, and to sit. And, I mean, he came in undefeated, and he played well. Nothing too spectacular, I'd say, but definitely fantasy-relevant. Um, yeah. uh, uh, definitely more relevant than, like, Ryan Tannehill a lot of weeks that Tannehill didn't run. Um, but, yeah, I... I, I don't see any way that Teddy stays. I just don't see Bridgewater staying. And with that, it seems like the Panthers are keeping Cam. So we're we're down to, what, Tampa Bay and the Chargers? Yeah, maybe the Bears, but, but as see, you... That, if he signs there, I think that's a commitment that he's a starter. And that's... <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus. Um, that's the thing that you've kind of mentioned is that the the jobs of the Bears uh, GM and head coach Matt Nagy and I don't know who their GM is off the top of my head if I'm being honest but they're uh, Ryan Pace yeah yeah I was uh, just gonna uh, let you swim there <laughs> um, but their jobs ride on Mitch Trubisky's success they traded up to get Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes and they're fired if they decide not to pick up his option so bringing in Teddy Bridgewater yeah it's I, but in, in another way, like if they bring in Teddy and he leads them to that twelve and four record that they had two years ago, then maybe they don't get fired. So it'd be it'd be close. That's the problem. Yeah, it would be <laughs> because they gave up a lot of capital to get 
to get up to get him. They gave up a ton of capital to get Khalil Mack. Both moves that, I mean, they, they had one good year, but they really haven't panned out. And some would say it's panned out better for the other teams, Raiders yeah. especially. Yeah, well, so, and we'll see exactly how much. Yeah, and that, that continues, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I for me, it sounds like it's Tampa Bay. Um, but I think he'd be kind of better on the Chargers. The only thing, the reason being is they're more of a kind of a short focus passing game, whereas Bruce Arians offense, I mean, we need explosive quarterback arm, a real lively arm. I'm not saying that Teddy can't do that to an extent, but he's never had like that Jameis arm. Mm-mm. He's never had no. that Drew Locke arm. Like, let's, I mean, <laughs> true. Well, and, yeah. And and that's the thing, like how much of the Chargers short, like dink and dunk type of offense was built around the fact that Phillip Rivers sucked. I mean, maybe they stretched the field a little more with Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and obviously Mike Williams, that's all he does. He stretches the field. But hey, uh, he, he's great <laughs> in the red zone. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fine. Um but I think that if Teddy went to the Chargers, the offense would change a little bit. I think it might be a little bit more ramped up. I think a little bit more excitement there. Uh, I'm not sure it necessarily brings fans in the stands just because they can't seem to. Um, but right. I would I would be intrigued by that. It, I mean, obviously I'd be intrigued by the Buccaneers, but I think I'd have more questions than answers there. Um, yeah. But the running game specifically for the Chargers, I think fits. I mean, if we're plug and playing the Saints against that, that's closer to the Saints than the Buccaneers by a long shot. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think either way, like you said, Teddy's gone. I think a lot of him returning uh, was riding on Breeze being done after last year. And with him coming back, the cap constraints, all that, I think Teddy's gone. Um, let's move well, on to Dak. Well, I was going to say, if, he, if he's a charger, that's a guaranteed at six that they take a tackle yep. to bolster yep. that side. Bad news for the Browns. Uh, <laughs> maybe all four of them could be gone before the Browns pick, but uh, I digress. <laughs> then they get Isaiah Simmons. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, all right, our fourth quarterback on this list uh, is Dak Prescott. He's a Dallas Cowboy. There's no. Yeah, there was there was the report today of the 33 million per year offer that's on the table, kind of right now. I don't, if you're Dak, I don't know how you're not just signing that. I, I understand they're all kind of waiting for the CBA to finalize and all that. I get that completely. But I mean, let's, I like Dak a lot, especially for fantasy. I definitely always been a believer in that aspect of him. But you got to sign that contract. And I, I, I mean, let's be real. That locks up like most of their cap into three guys because they're going to, they have to resign Amari, right? I mean, like, I understand. Oh, we, we're going to talk about that later. I understand. I'm just saying, like, this is the same thing with uh, Javon Clowney, is you gave up that capital to get him and Frank Clark. You, you gave up that capital. You have to pay him. I mean, yeah. it's either that or you're just completely renting the guy for, like, one... I mean, you're, you're going all out, and you didn't, though, because you didn't sign a bunch of the defensive guys you needed to. You didn't I mean, I think they helped out a little bit, but I mean, they had they had problems. I mean, well, and and I think that they thought that they were going all out. I thought, I thought the Cowboys' linebacking core 
if if Van Der Esch would have been healthy last year, I think the Cowboys win that division because you and I both love Leighton Van Der Esch. Yeah. Um, apparently he's cleared. He's going to be good to go for 2020, which is good news for them because they need it. Um, good news for they, football. Good news for football, yes. Um, but they they definitely have a lot of holes, and tying up all that money in three guys with Zeke, Amari, and Dak is probably not in their best interest, but uh, also good news for football, for other football fans, at least, not Cowboys fans, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to Jameis. We talked about the Bucks quite a bit. This is an Jameis extensive Austin. list. <laughs> yes, he is the biggest wild card because, I mean, there were times he was electric and he looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And there were times, especially on the first snap of the game, where he looked incompetent and like he couldn't read the defense and he couldn't see the linebackers over the middle that he decided to throw the ball to. Led to a 30-30 and 30 season, uh, first one ever, I'm pretty sure. And now the Bucks may not want to keep him. That's the report that's out there right now. Randy and I disagree. We think they're stupid for that. We think that the Bucks need to keep Jameis because there's not another big arm like that on the free agent market. Randy, Very tell true. me. I, I, I agree to almost every extent there. And I, we text all the time saying we're sad. We will be extremely sad if Jameis isn't there, especially for fantasy purposes. But honestly, the Bucks games are on a lot in our areas, and yeah. he's more fun to watch than most teams. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. And it, it it's sad to say, like, if he cut down on like ten turnovers, they're a playoff team. <laughs> and yep. they're and they're a deadly playoff team because of that explosive offense. And they They've done. They have some good young pieces on defense as well. They can bolster that. Um, I think Jameis is their best chance to win. That's that's truly my belief. The only thing I won't agree with that I'll say that I think they're not stupid if Jameis is asking for thirty three million. Uh, that's the thing. Now, if we're talking twenty, I, I mean See? that's probably that's probably max Jameis range there. And I and I think you should take that one year twenty million dollar deal. See, I'm in the boat that it's gotta be at least twenty five to twenty seven. Twenty seven would be his franchise tag. And the a lot of the reports earlier were that they could franchise tag him and get a long term deal with what Shaq Barrett. Yeah. Um but now it's looking like Shaq is getting the franchise tag, which means that of course they're not going to commit long-term to a guy that threw 30 interceptions. We get that, but like a two year, um, personally, I think 25 million. So two years, 50 million. I think that's reasonable for Jameis. I think he'd be stupid not to take that because the other teams on this list, for example, Los Angeles chargers, he'll go there and he'll start new England Patriots. That's if Brady's gone. Exactly. He'd be the starter. But and that's if they had won him. I, I said to you that I think he'd thrive there under the great coaching, uh, but I'm not sure they would be willing to put up with the thirty turnovers. Exactly. Uh Chicago Bears, they already have a quarterback that turns the ball over. <laughs> and if he signs there, he's not signed. See, that's weird for me because we de- I had I put him on here, the Bears. Mm-hmm. But like if he signs there, 
he's get, he's signing for starter money. Yep. And then though we're back in the same situation we talked about earlier, and I don't know what they do from there. And I <sighs> and we have one more team in the Dolphins to where I think that would be fun. And I do. they have so many picks that they can build around that. And I think they have two great receivers there personally. Um, and a pretty decent tight end that is white, so James will throw to him. Um he likes the white one. <laughs> uh they obviously need a running back, but like there's some there's something there, and they have the cap to, to give that shot. And that's but I mean, are that's are you gonna on. pay are you gonna are you gonna pay the twenty seven million for Jameis, or are you gonna pick one of these quarterbacks at five? That's the thing. And and you and I aren't fully convinced that they will pick a quarterback at five, but free agency happens before the draft. So we're going to know if they go out and they give Jameis a mega deal, which Boy, that'd be I mean, it's the dolphins. <laughs> they could give him a mega deal. Uh, if, if they go out and do that, then of course they're going to probably draft a tackle at five and, and that'd be intriguing to us. I think it's more exciting if he stays with the bucks, they won seven freaking games with him throwing 30 interceptions. Like you said, they're a playoff team. If he cuts down on that, and he had eye surgery, man, he's gonna he be had, great. He said like three surgeries. Oh, really? I didn't even see that. Yeah, he had he had like a meniscus meniscus surgery as well. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Uh, yeah. But I, for us, it's Tampa, kind of robust. Uh, just it it would it's kind of an infatuation we kind of have. Yes. But there's a few interesting options here, but it's got to be Tampa in my eyes. I understand they're what they're doing. You, if they're not being serious about not keeping him, I completely understand that. Hey, listen, we can draft Jacob Eason. D- just <laughs> chill out. You can get twenty million and just shut up. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. And, I and don't, that's the yeah. that's the thing with Jameis. If he has w- one year deal, throws thirty touchdowns and fifteen turnovers, he's gonna get thirty million the next year. Easy. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, let's move on from Jameis. Last note on Jameis, actually, he's my dynasty quarterback one. I need him back in Tampa. Just <laughs> need it. Uh, last quarterback on our list, actually, is Ryan Tannehill. Uh, interesting free agent here. Uh, he had a really good year, but he also had those games where he threw for less than 100 yards. Um, it. The thing is, all of his teammates want him back. Um, it makes more sense for the Titans to sign him, but he's not going to get a ton of money. I don't think he gets a ton of money from anyone, though. So, see, that's. But the other thing is, he's not going to be cheap. So it's kind of a weird. True. Like he's not going to be the franchise tag of twenty-seven, but he's not going to be eight. Mm-hmm. So what are we? We're looking like fifteen, sixteen, for a guy that throws for 100 yards a game. I mean, he led this team. Let's not let's not make this crazy. But he also didn't <laughs> because the guy we're going to talk about the next position led this team. So yes. I I think if you can get him for let's let's go 12 million on a, like 2 years, 12 million a year. I think that's a good team friendly and Ryan Tannehill friendly deal. Kind of marries the two, allows them to keep Henry and maybe allows them to keep a corner, maybe get some help here or there. I don't think that gives them enough room to get Conklin back. Um, 
frankly, I don't, I don't want them to. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Tannehill. We have the the Bears, Chargers, Patriots, the teams that are talked about Tannehill on here as well. I think Bears. That's an immediate screw you to Trubisky, <laughs> which some they're getting a quarterback. They're getting a backup that's going to be competing. So one of these guys is going to happen. If it's not one of these, it's going to be Andy Dalton. It's going to be yeah. Mariota. It's it's going to be one of these guys. Case Keenum. I mean, Alex I Smith. yeah. And the Andy. Patriots is there as kind of like a weird sign and trade by both teams that's being like heavily rumored by draft Twitter type deal. I can't see that happening. I I think at that point Bill would just roll with Stidham. I <laughs> I mean, let's be real. They're pretty similar in their profile. Um but yeah, Titans make the most sense to me. Chargers would be intriguing. Uh but but would it? I feel like that'd be the same thing we just saw this year with just yeah. a little bit more lively arm <laughs> and more more mobility. He could run. For, yeah, more mobility for sure. Yeah, well, of course it's more mobility. You think <laughs> Rivers is gonna run? He has to run enough with those fifty damn kids. <laughs> right, right. He's, he's the tired house. by Sunday. <laughs> he is exhausted. Uh, all right, let's move on to running backs. Uh, we just talked about the Titans. My boy Derrick Henry is still a free agent. Makes me sad. They should have figured out a contract extension. I think in how, this, how, how could this they? Time. He wants he wants to start talking and seek money. He does. Uh, which he's not getting Zeke money. I hope he knows that he's getting <laughs> franchise tagged. That's what he's getting. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, and. I wouldn't be shocked based on his comments if he refuses to play on the franchise tag like Lev Bell did. That that worked out. Very sad. Uh, running back, Gordon too. Yeah, let's let's actually talk really quick about how running backs are are fucked here in the next few <laughs> years. Uh, yeah, because of what happened with Lev Bell, because of what happened with Melvin Gordon and Gurley, the, and well, so Todd Gurley That's got a different. His, that's right. a different situation. That's what I'm saying. Right. Todd really got his money in. He did not perform. Um, and that's, he did not perform <laughs> to the level that, that caused him to get that big contract. Like the, I, I don't think that the Rams are happy with that contract nor Jared Goff's, but that's neither here nor there. Well, they um, should learn from the first one. That's not on us here. They, right. So <laughs> they paid Gurley. He had a pretty good, he had another really good year. And then he got hurt, and then yep. they didn't use him. <laughs> yep, it was and weird. And then they were like, "You know what? The guy that got hurt was a good indicator. We should pay the guy that can't do anything without our coach telling him what to do." Yeah, that is what we should do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but basically, running backs are screwed here. Uh, Derrick Henry has a couple different options if the Titans decide not to tag him. I think. You added in the Houston Texans. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, uh, but and, also and it a, doesn't. It's a double win for the Texans, though, because it's their own division. True. So they're not only stealing the only player that matters from Tennessee, <laughs> they're also gaining a running back that is way better than anything they have on their roster, past, present, or future. And let's don't be real. I like that. I, I don't, I'm going to delete them from this list if you say one more word. Uh, <laughs> but it, it would but they have cap it would 
depress a lot of that. I mean, they have to pay Tunsil. Same situation as before. They traded for him a lot. They have to sign him. Yeah. Uh, I, it's just a huge win for them because even if it doesn't completely work out for him, they still took him away from Tennessee. And he's right. still going to be good enough to... I mean, they're already a playoff team. I mean, let's be real. With, like, Carlos Hyde getting the quietest thousand yards ever, you're telling me Derek Henry can't get a thousand yards of that? Come on. Get two. 2000. Um, no, I'm saying he, even if he sucks, he's guaranteed a thousand. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it does make a little bit of sense. Uh, Miami Dolphins, we have on here, they're going to be on almost every list here or every, every player that we talk about, except for Kenyon Drake, because obviously Kenyon Drake's not going back there. Um, but the Dolphins need running backs. So we're going to talk about the Dolphins quite a bit here. Um, a guy that I think makes more sense for the Dolphins is the next guy, Melvin Gordon. Um, he also makes sense for the Texans. Based on the fact that Austin Eckler just got that big extension yesterday or the day before, yeah. um, I think that heavily indicates that they are not the Chargers are not going to re-sign Melvin Gordon as well. Uh, Randy, where do you want Melvin Gordon to go? So... Um... I don't particularly have him anywhere in fantasy right now, so my careness level is very diminished. Uh, (laughs) But I think, personally, I think he'd be best kind of, well, right now I'm going to say as a Texan, um, just because we know the quarterback situation, we know the offense situation, and Mm -hmm. we know he's, I mean, Melvin Gordon can easily get 1,000 yards there, and I mean... (laughs) They just traded for Duke Johnson and pretty much eliminate Duke Johnson because Melvin Gordon's a three-down workhorse that can catch the ball as well. I think yeah. he's if he signs with the Texans, no matter what, I think he's kind of a guaranteed RB two with that very high RB one ceiling. I I don't think I'll go as high as top five, but I think top ten is pretty simple. Uh, yeah. If we if we just get the level of production we're used to seeing with him getting the full workload. Obviously, Eckler yeah. deserved every bit of his role last year and every bit of the role he's going to get this year. So that's props to him, not not a knock on Melvin Gordon. And I think Texans make the most sense. Dolphins make a lot of sense, but they also have five picks in the first two rounds. It makes more sense for them financially for their future to pick Swift, Dobbins, John, Jonathan Taylor, and move on into the yep. future. Yeah, yeah. I I think the one place I want Melvin Gordon to go is the Dolphins, uh, actually, because I think it's interesting. I think that the Dolphins have some pieces, and depending on their quarterback situation, um, even if it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think that Melvin Gordon opens that offense up a little bit and allows those receivers that we talked about, um, one of them being Preston Williams. We love Preston Williams here on this podcast. Never will slander Preston Williams. but um, well. In his past, we could slander that. Yeah, definitely. Future, we will never slander. (laughs) (laughs) Right, fair. Uh, But I think it would open up the offense a little bit. I know their offensive line sucks, but they have the ability to go fix that as well. Uh, The the only bad thing is, if it's the Texans or Dolphins, he pretty much goes into a division that has really good run defenses throughout. It's true. That's that's the only big problem. But he's he should be still a superstar, so it shouldn't matter. Right. Uh, moving on, Kareem Hunt. He's a restricted free agent. 
Uh, he made this list because of his talent, essentially. I think the Browns are going to retain him. Uh, I don't think that aligns with analytics, uh, but I think they place a pretty high tender on him, um, and he ends up a Cleveland Brown for one more year. Randy, do you disagree? No, I I love it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I kind of really hope they place a first round tender on him. I'm not sure if they actually can. Uh, I I can't remember the exact way they can do it, but I assume Taysom Hill can get a first round or Kareem Hunt can. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just I I just don't see anyone paying up for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, without with kind of a limited sample size. Especially with another kind of almost another incident, we'll say. Um, I think that teams will kind of. Now, by the way. Well, I, I think if they place like a third round tender on him, I could see someone jumping at that. But once we get to the first, unless it's somebody that's really high up that doesn't. I mean, at that point, we're talking the Chiefs, and then they don't have really the cap to do that. Yep. I mean, that's. And then the Chiefs are going to bring back a guy they kicked out already. So yeah. I different management. I understand that's whatever, but it's just, it doesn't really make sense in the whole grand scheme of things. So I think he's back for another year on that deal that he already has. And he gets a bigger deal than Kenyon Drake does this year. I'll yep. go with that. Speaking of Kenyon Drake, uh, he's got to go back to the Cardinals, right? I mean, now, <laughs> apparently, he's asking more than they're willing to spend. He, he's asking for that 8 to 10, which you also got to remember, they have a lot tied up in David Johnson, and it's not something they can necessarily just get off the books. So they can't really tie up that much into one position that's not quarterback. Obviously, they have a really young quarterback. There's not a lot of money in it already. So I understand him going back. Maybe that's just a one-year deal, and they say, screw it. And I think that's the most likely scenario. Um. But if you're Drake, I understand doing a whole nother prove it deal. But if someone's willing to pay you, you got to cash out here. Mm-hmm. And if he's get, but see, like if he's going to go for like six to eight, the Chiefs can sign him. That's yep. the thing. And if you're sitting there like, could I be a Cardinal that throw the ball a ton that I like really good in the offense in, but they still throw more because they use four wide receiver sets when they actually have four receivers that can play. Uh, <laughs> or do I go to the Chiefs? That have let people that, let's be honest, suck. Yeah, looked really good. I mean, let's be real here. I, I would take that. And then there's the other option that's heavily out there right now that the Redskins are very interested. They have a lot of, they have older people and then really young people that have so many injuries in their history that it's shocking they can still run. It is. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, so it's it's interesting to me because they're committed to the run. I think he'd be a fantasy darling if he went there. I I agree with that. I also think that AP coming back muddies that a little bit because I think AP was really freaking good when he played last year. I think Darius Geis has the potential to be very freaking good if he can stay healthy, but like you said, he can't. And then they also have Bryce Love, who sat out his rookie year but could very easily take on an Austin Eckler uh, Darren Sproles type of role and he's a little more physical running the ball so he could carve out even a, a bigger role than that but like you said Kenyon Drake does make sense there uh, if they don't believe in those guys which yeah, and the and the other thing is it's a new regime 
in right. the Redskins' office everywhere, really. And they wanted Adrian Peterson back because he's cheaper, reliable option. They don't really know what they have in the other guys. And I don't particularly love Bryce Love. Really, he just he looked yeah. slow his last year in college. Looked like the injuries were catching up to him. Um, I think at one point he was going to be pretty good. I'm not sure if he still has that potential anymore. Uh, maybe he can be something, but I have a lot of reserve about that one. Yes. All right, moving on. Uh, I just want to briefly touch on these last two guys because they're not game changers, really. The first one is a little more of a game changer. We already heard Randy's opinion on the second. Uh, Jordan Howard. Um, there are a few different options for him as well. We think that the Eagles and the Bills make a lot of sense. I added in the Colts because Marlon Mack can't stay healthy. None of their running backs really can. Um, but, I mean, they filled in with, I think, their fourth string running back at times last year. And I think it'd be smart to go get someone that's a little more bruiser uh, than what they have. But Jordan Howard coming back to the Eagles makes a lot of sense. Um, and then the Bills make sense because Singletary isn't that bruiser and he needs someone to compliment him. But we want A.J. Dillon there. So, Yeah, me personally, I don't want him anywhere near the Eagles or the Bills. <laughs> but that, that is for personal dynasty reasoning. Yes. I want him to go somewhere else and screw up someone else's touchdowns. Uh, but I agree. <laughs> it's, but again, rookie seasons from Sanders and Singletary. We're not sure if they can handle that kind of workload, especially Singletary, not really that type of back. Uh, I think Sanders has more of that three-down skill set, but it's still kind of a question. And I definitely personally think A.J. Dillon makes so much more sense for the Bills. Uh, mm -hmm. But Howard has proven, and he, he vultured all of my touchdowns last year. <laughs> and he is probably the reason I only finished in third place. Uh, <laughs> but... This, yeah. I, I I really hope <laughs> I, I I don't hate Jordan Howard as a player. I just hated him last year on that team. <laughs> and I and I really do think he has something to offer an organization. That's the big thing here. I think Jordan Howard's odd because he was very, very successful with the Bears. They said, nah, get out of here. And he went to the Eagles and he was very successful there. Yet we were talking about him like an afterthought, which I, well, I'm not trying to. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just weird. I think it's the fact that he can't catch the ball. Uh, but if that's the case, why do so many people love Jonathan Taylor so much, man? Dude, he, he had 26 receptions from two <laughs> feet away. Don't you right? understand? Jordan Howard but, can do that, though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So uh, can Derrick right. Henry. Right, exactly. He can take one to the house once a season. But anyway. Yeah, as long as people hold, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I digress. Uh, Lamar Miller is our last running back on this list. Uh, I added you him. Can, you can talk. I, I don't need to talk on this one. <laughs> so here's my thing. Everyone is forgetting how good Lamar Miller was before he tore his ACL in the preseason last year. He was going to still be their starter uh, heading into the 2019 season. He tore his ACL. He's a little old. I get it. He's 29 years old. However, he still has something to offer. I truly believe that. I think the, the Texans bringing him back kind of makes sense. Um, but then the usual culprits here, he could go back to Miami and fill that role. I don't think he will because I don't think that ended very well, if I recall correctly. 
Uh, it was a long time ago. Um, but the one exactly. place I really want him to go is the New England Patriots to take away Sonny Michelle's work. And just, just hate Sonny Michelle for no reason at all. He wasn't I, good. Oh. He was good for like 40% of the year. I'll give him that. But Lamar Miller. And when was that, Christian? When they had anywhere near a healthy offensive line? No. Yes. I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, Lamar Miller is not really a game changer anymore, but he is still fantasy relevant, in my opinion. Also, I have him on Dynasty, so I'm super biased. Uh, <laughs> before we get into our wide receivers and tight ends, we're going to take a short break uh, to hear from one of our sponsors. Randy, are you tired of a, a lack of substance in your sports content? Actually, yeah. Are, are you sick of waiting for ads to play before watching a short highlight video? Yeah, that's literally the worst thing in sports. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Uh, let me tell you about our episode sponsor, The Athletic. I was just reading Zach Jackson's piece on the Browns offseason, and I can't tell you how much more enjoyable it was than the content over at Bleacher Report. The thing is, The Athletic provides stories with substance, quality, in-depth content that goes beyond the box score. They have exclusive content, smart analysis, advanced at analytics, and insightful original content. They've brought huge names over like Ken Rosenthal, our good NBA boy Shams, uh, Jay Glazer, and Bruce Feldman. So wait, you're telling me I can go there and it's not just a bunch of fluff clickbait pieces. That's exactly. incredible. That is yeah. insane. It's insane, dude. And my favorite part about The Athletic is their commitment to ad-free content. Clutter-free reading with no ads, no pop-ups, and no autoplay videos truly is refreshing. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. You're trying to sell me. How, what, what is, is this going to cost $1,000 billion? I mean, let's it, be real. Where do I go try this miraculous this website? <laughs> you can actually head over to theathletic.com slash the cut for a seven-day free trial plus 20% off the annual subscription which comes out to less than $4 a month. But it's not just for you, Randy. It's for our listeners, too. Click the link in our description to get better sports journalism. Major thank you to our episode sponsor, The Athletic. We couldn't continue putting out all this amazing mediocre content without some help from our amazing sponsors. And today, one of those sponsors is Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing sponsorship opportunities, such as host ad reads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. If you have your own show, I promise you it's worth it to check out Podcorn. Click the link in our description today, sign up for Podcorn for yourself, and start browsing all the amazing opportunities. Hopefully, you get some opportunities as well. And thanks again to our amazing sponsor in Podcorn. Welcome back. Now let's get into our wide receivers. We touched on them earlier. Amari Cooper, the big free agent receiver, basically the only big free agent receiver. Uh, we talked about his fit coming back to Dallas. It makes sense. They gave up a lot of capital. But I want to pose this to you, Randy. The Colts have basically admitted that they're willing to spend up this offseason to go win a Super Bowl. They said they they feel the locker room is ready for another guy. What I don't know what the hell that means, 
But they fucking they fucking better be. There's free <laughs> agency in the draft. There's always new guys. That makes no <laughs> exactly. sense. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but the Colts do make sense for Amari Cooper. T.Y. Hilton's getting a little older. Uh, I believe his contract is up next year. What do you think of Amari going to play with Jacoby Brissett? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. I think it makes sense as a fit there, but I don't know if it makes sense with Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback. Like, I feel like Amari's not going to sign there, and then they are like, okay, it's Jacoby. We're not drafting Jordan Love. We're not signing Jameis Winston. We're not doing it. It's just Amari's there. I don't think that happens. That's the whole problem. And yeah. I don't necessarily think, like, I, I, I think if they say they're going to get Love, maybe he likes that. I, But I don't think he's trusting the rest. I mean, this is maybe his last real big payday. I don't know if you trust that. To him, I mean, like, to for me, it's, for for me, they make less sense just because there's kind of question marks in the offense than the Cowboys, and we also have the Eagles here as well, who need receivers more than maybe anyone in the NFL. Um, <laughs> and I think that fit makes more sense. Now, do they have the cap space? When we're talking re-signing their own guys, maybe getting back Jordan Howard, I think it's getting closer uh, to where they wouldn't sign him. But I mean, uh, why wouldn't you? Uh, you know what I mean? Like they they got no one else really. I, I believe Deshaun Jackson could come back and be valuable. Uh, I'm not sure J. Jaw is going to do anything because he couldn't no. get playing time with people that most likely would have been playing for the XFL last year. And I mean, let's be, I, I mean, we definitely, we want some money from people like that, but it's fine. Uh, yes. Shout out to Greg Ward. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that's a great fit for the eat, like in the Eagles situation, especially with Carson Wentz and we got a solid tight end play, but that would mean they're getting for sure, getting rid of Alshon. And that means they're probably also still drafting a receiver in the first round. Yeah. And that would completely rehaul that entire offense in my eyes. But they're also losing a tackle. They're getting older other positions. They have eh, corner play eh, is the best <laughs> way I could describe that. Yeah. I mean, when healthy, they were eh. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, but yeah, it, I, I think the next guy on the list makes more sense to me. But that's my preference. I think I don't think the Cowboys let him get out of the building. Well, and and I want to return to your Derrick Henry to the Texans point. If the Eagles were able to steal away Amari, uh, that would be a a division shifter. I mean, I know the Eagles are still probably the favorites in that division, but with Amari, they're definitely the favorite. Um, yeah, favorite to win eight games. Love that division. NFC uh, East. Number one. Be better, NFC East. <laughs> um, all right. But, yeah, I think I think I agree with you. I don't think they, the Cowboys let them get out of the building without a deal. Uh, second guy on the list, Robbie Anderson. He's a very interesting guy. I think the Jets are stupid for not trying to keep him because he does have a pretty good rapport with Sam Darnold. Uh, but also – Robbie Anderson hasn't changed many games, and Sam Darnold 
sucks right now. Uh, sorry, Sam. He, I mean, that line he sucks. <laughs> he hasn't been given the best uh, uh, weapons or protection. So or that was probably out there. I am so sorry, Sam Darnold. However, Robbie Anderson to the Jets still makes sense to me. I understand that they've basically moved on. So some teams that we have listed, Denver Broncos are really interesting. Uh, that's the one I really want because I think Cortland Sutton plus Robbie Anderson plus probably another receiver because they really don't have too many guys. Um, I think that's interesting. We also have the Packers listed. That just, I mean, anyone but Geronimo, please. Uh, hey, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's wait till he's off my team and then we can say that. <laughs> no, they, they need a field stretcher desperately. I mean, Another dominant route running receiver would be great, but let's be real. Devontae Adams dominates the short to intermediate, and he can stretch the field a bit, but he just doesn't have the burners for someone like Robbie Anderson or Henry Ruggs, for that matter, uh, or even Jalen Rager to an extent. Uh, but it's just, I think if you sign, you take that money and you sign Robbie Anderson, then you don't have to trade up in the draft. You could focus on getting a linebacker to replace Blake Martinez. I mean, we're basically taking less money than Blake Martinez has once in signing Robbie Anderson. Like that's, yeah. I think that's a win-win if you focus on the linebacking room in the draft. And I, I think it's an automatic builder. And maybe it gives you enough leeway to re-sign your, your line, your get rid of a tight end here and there. I mean, you're... Uh, I think Packers makes a ton of sense, but obviously we have to bring up the Eagles again. I do think that Sean Jackson's back and hopefully healthy. They kind of the same type of player, definitely not the same player, but maybe you getting him is kind of like a Deshaun's just a helpful asset down the road then if he can be back. Yeah, I think I really do think that Robbie Anderson is more than just a, a downfield burner at this point in his career. I know he hasn't really shown that, but again, he was on the Jets. Fuck everything about the Jets uh, and the way they built their team. Um, <clears throat> so I, I think Robbie Anderson still does have a lot to offer. If, uh, if he if he signs with the Packers or Broncos, that is a win for not only him but for those two quarterbacks. That I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been, has been desperately needing that deep shot yeah. for a long time. Not and again, not saying Robbie Anderson is just a deep shot guy, but he's better than a lot of people at it. Yeah, and Oh my God, they need that. And yeah. if you're going to give him to Drew Locke to help him grow alongside with Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton, and <laughs> and the you know the replacement for the Royce Freeman to make you mad, uh, I think it'll be sense. great. That's where Jordan Howard's going. Uh, that's going to be great. <laughs> um, and I think that just pushes those two offenses even higher up, and that's scary, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're only going to talk about one more receiver. The receiving uh, free agent class sucks. We have Brashad Perriman and Randall Cobb here at the bottom of the list. I don't think either of them are worth talking about. I'm sorry. They're not game changers. Exactly. Uh, So the last receiver that we are going to talk about is Emmanuel Sanders. I think there's two options for him. And I think that we keep going back to the capital that was given up. Um, I think the 49ers make sense. I think they need to bring him back. He had a fairly good year. He was coming off of injury and was still productive in both places he was last year. 
I think Debo Samuel is going to grow and Emmanuel Sanders can be the wide receiver two technically there. And I think that's perfect for their offense. But the the other team that I did want to mention is the Las Vegas Raiders. I think that's intriguing because of their desperate need for a receiver. I think that would allow them to go a couple different ways in the draft. Um, I know we've, if Jerry Judy's there, they still draft him because Emmanuel Sanders is over 30 years old. But um, I think that they could explore different options. What do you think? I agree. Uh, I, I, like, I like Emmanuel Sanders there better than I like Henry Ruggs. I'm not going to lie. And I am a huge fan of Ruggs. I just don't think him and Derek Carr necessarily match. Um, I do think Derek Carr has a decent arm. But he hasn't shown it in a couple of years now, and I'm not going to just poof, there it goes. They signed Tyrell Williams, who kind of does somewhat of the same thing, and I think I've seen like two downfield shots to him that really worked. I mean, I, I know he's been hurt, but I, I just don't trust that as much. I think, and I don't think they draft him at 12 no matter what. Um, if we're talking, they get like, let's I, praise Jesus, Isaiah Simmons at 12 somehow. Never. Then I just just <laughs> bear with me here. I think yeah. at 19 we're talking like Justin Jefferson. I, I think we're talking maybe with T. Higgins to an extent. Uh, and that's just I think those are better fits. So if you're telling me they could possibly get Isaiah Simmons and then come back later and get Christian Fulton and sign Emmanuel Sanders, I think I'd be happy. But then I'd be praying to God to get Jamar Chase next year. Like it's kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think 49ers make the most sense. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Uh, I do want to put this on record. If T. Higgins gets drafted in the first round at all. Whoa, whoa. Sorry. Whoa. What? Whoa. Let's wait till the pro day. If he runs a 4-6, we could say second round for sure. Let's <laughs> Fair. I, I will <laughs> wait. I was going to yes. say some outlandish let's, shit. Let's not be blasting. Uh, <laughs> you already do too much outlandish stuff. That's why we get angry comments on like Facebook. When you put like Isaiah Simmons at two or try yeah. and put him at one, because I know you're going to do that at one of these times. I'm no. going to leave the show. I'm just then... going to leave. I'm just going to be gone forever. I'm, just, I'm, I'm going to be like Sean. I'm, I'm going to be too busy at work. Uh, <laughs> All right, Sean. Uh, no more outlandish shit. Also, Isaiah Simmons is going to be two in my next mock. Uh, but anyway, tight ends. Outlandish. Austin Hooper is a tight end. He is also a free agent. <laughs> Tight ends. Austin Hooper's a tight end. Listen, man. All right. Well, Austin Hooper to the Falcons does make sense. Um, It seems like they're going to. Yes, because they're going to cut Devonta Freeman and they're going to clear the cap and they're going to be able to keep Austin Hooper, who was pivotal to their offensive success, which sounds pretty crazy uh, to say about a team with Julio and Calvin Ridley, but. I, I think the Patriots make sense. I think that's why you were asking that, because you want Austin Hooper on the Patriots. No, no, that's not what I was asking. <laughs> I, I was saying because they don't have a lot of cap room. And right. just because they get rid of Freeman doesn't mean they then spend all of their cap room to get Hooper back. I think his agent and him came up with a number, and that's why he's ties in for agency now. I, I think that number's $10 million. I think he's more... I think a tight end is worth more like eight, eight and a half. And, and Austin Hooper is incredible. And I think he should get that. I think he should probably get 10. 
I yeah. don't think I don't. There's gonna be a team that's gonna pay that. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know if it can be the Falcons. That's the only problem. That's fair. Uh, and I, I also think, have. I'm not, I don't think that could be the Patriots necessarily either. That's the problem. Right. So then the third team I have listed, Houston Texans, definitely makes sense to me. I don't think their tight ends there are tipping the scale. Um, they, the way they run their offense though is split. So like, I don't even remember who their other tight end was, but Jordan Akins was there. Darren Fells. Darren Fells, that old man. Um, I think if they got Austin yeah, Hooper, though. say that guy. <laughs> that old guy. This is coming from the ball, dude. I'm just saying. You're coming at a guy. I, sh- I don't like that <laughs> phrasing. Rewind quick. Um, <laughs> just keep moving, please. Uh, Jesus. But, yes, I think the Texans make sense if they committed to getting him the ball and not splitting that time the way they did. I, I actually want to bring up two other ones that I think are more likely better maybe and okay. that would be the Bengals and the redskins uh both have mm-hmm. cap both have a need at tight end both are most likely getting rid of their stalwarts for the last couple the last few years uh jordan reed's already gone i think eifert's most likely at the door uh, i think getting another guy for joe burrow for the next five years is smart i think mm-hmm. the redskins offense really needs a tight end the only thing with that one is I know they're more committed to the run, and Hooper is definitely more of a chip blocker that's mm-hmm. going to be a receiver, whereas the next guy on this list, Hunter Henry, is more of a blocker to start, but still not the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's <laughs> none of these guys on here are great blockers. That's the only thing, and that's why I'm not sure if they fit in every system, but a good coach can f- fit you anywhere. Yeah. It's the the thing with the Texans is they do have two guys that are rather decent, and they did draft a guy, I believe, last year or the year before. That's also okay. No, it was last year. Uh, Waterling, right? Yeah. Cahale. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, I, I think they have enough in that room to get past. I think the Bengals may be the, the dark horse that's soon to be front runner. Yeah. But me per- I, I think... I want him to be a Falcon or Patriot. I think those are going to be the most fun options. Yes. Um, All right. Let's talk about that second guy, Hunter Henry. Uh, I put on here Arizona Cardinals. I think that'd be fun. I think Hunter Henry to the Cardinals would be fun. Their best uh, tight end is a guy. I don't even know his name. Dan something. He he emerged at the end of last year. Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold. Mailman. No. 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 We're doing. (laughs) You know what we're doing in Madden right now. I'm I'm making Max Williams into a stud. I, <laughs> I, I he's he's okay. Yeah. Uh, but I think the Cardinals may be a place for like Hayden Hurst for that trade. Maybe that's a good spot. Uh, yeah. Uh, but they definitely have the cap. It's just now we're talking. They got to resign Kenny and Drake. They have DJ in the books. They, I mean Christian Kirk's young, but you sign a tight end for five years, then we're starting to match against each other. They just signed a left tackle. I mean, yeah, it's getting close. I could still see it. There's a lot of talk that he's going to get franchised by the Chargers, which is kind of crazy for a tight end. I, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and I don't think he tips the scale that much either. But the the Chargers have had a great tight end for so long that I think if they let Hunter Henry walk, they wouldn't know what to do. Um, yeah. Be, not that Hunter Henry's great, 
but he's Ooh. a very he's a very good tight end that can't stay healthy. He's that's a, he's my a thing. tight end. He's a tight end one on the field. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah, he is. He is. And and we have the Patriots on here, which is actually more rumored than Hooper, because um, he's actually kind of like that next step down for some reason. When obviously I understand Hooper was tight end one for most of last year. But I think they should be in the same category rather than a step down. I think they should be asking for the same amount of money, personally. And for looking at it kind of as an agent, I think they definitely should be asking for the same money. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't. I, if they're going to tag him, that's kind of crazy. Uh, I don't. Maybe they do the transition tag and hope somebody signs him and they get to first. I don't quite understand that. I, I feel like you can work at a deal without tagging there. And I'm not sure he plays on a tag. I yeah. Again, I I I want him in a better offense. I just do. Yeah, yeah, I do too. If Jameis goes there, though, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> again, what we talked about earlier. Um, yeah. but, uh, okay, our our last tight end that we're going to talk about, Eric Ebron. He is a free agent. I think him going back to the Colts makes a little bit of sense, but not really with Jack Doyle there. I never understood the fit in the first place. Uh, I think it was when Jack Doyle was hurt, but uh, Eric Ebron to the Patriots is my dream scenario for the Patriots. I think that if they're able to retain Tom, Eric Ebron is more in their price range. I don't think he's going to command a lot of money. I think he is a step down from those first two that we talked about. And granted, and he's, he's a very good tight end as well. Uh, He was very productive in that Colts offense. He sucked with the Lions, but he was young. And well, and that's coaching too. I mean, let's be real. If he's a Patriot, he's getting used, and he's going to be used very well. And he'd be a top five fantasy tight end. Close, I'd say. I'm not. I'm yeah. not sure I'd go that far, but close. Um, he's not a great blocker, even the slightest. But that's not what we really care about in fantasy. I think that's just more what the Patriots are going to care about. So maybe they need to focus on the draft to get somebody like that. Um, they definitely need help in that area. But I think Eric Ebron's a great stopgap for them until they find their next true stud. Because I'm not sure they can afford any of these top two guys. Especially yeah. with teams like the Bengals that have not the most cap for a team that's picking at one. But <laughs> enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Okay, uh, that'll conclude our free agency talk. Uh, let us know where you think these guys are going to go. Uh, if you disagreed with uh, any of our wants, or if we didn't mention a team that you think would fit really well, uh, shoot us a DM at the Cut FFL. We follow back, so you can DM us. All right, that will do it for episode two hundred eight of the Cut. Thank you guys for joining us. For this entire episode i know we went a little longer than expected um before we go make sure again you click subscribe follow us at the cut ffl on twitter facebook and instagram randy do you have anything to add before we get out of here no solid episode solid week let's uh we'll figure out something good for next week too yes yes we do not have a plan for that just yet this but is, we're working this is on a it. lot more like us i, I like that we were <laughs> yes, great under yes. pressure <laughs> exactly so next week we're gonna come at you with with the best episode yet um another shout out to our episode sponsors podcorn anchor and the athletic and for randy hall i'm christian williams we'll talk to you next week peace